Hey everyone, Becky from The Shift Team here, and we're back with a new mini episode to help everyone with some quick lessons to get great ideas and tools for gymnastics. Sports science, meaningful ways to use data in gymnastics. This week's mini podcast episode is a sneak peek of one of last year's Shift Symposium's guest lectures, Sports Science, Twisting Development. This week's mini-podcast episode is a sneak peek of one of last year's Shift Symposium's guest lectures, Twisting Development, presented by Nick Ruddock, former British junior national coach, now a high-performance consultant who has worked with over 22 nations around the world, from club all the way up to Olympic level. Welcome, everybody. So in this session, I'm going to be talking about the complex topic of twisting. I'm going to be showing some progressions that I like to use for both forwards twisting and backwards twisting and when athletes combine the two but also of course talking about technique and uh, the principles and philosophies which are in place. Now twisting can be very complex but it really doesn't need to be and again hopefully at the end of this session you're going to have some more clarity um, or at least have an understanding of the approach that I use which is just one approach not necessarily the best approach but it's one approach that I use and it fits my system of coaching. So hopefully you're going to learn something, you're going to take something away from this session and you'll uh, you'll leave the session with a bit more clarity of how you could approach your uh, backwards and forwards twisting with your gymnast. And if it's not for you, the methods that I use, at least you've got a bit of expanded knowledge about maybe why I use these concepts and how they could potentially fit within your programs in the future. So before we get into the real twisting stuff, we're going to just touch on uh, a couple of principles, which I've just talked about in a previous session, just as a reminder, because twisting forwards and backwards on floor and on vault, which I'll touch on today, of course, is uh, our acrobatic elements. And therefore, the pillars of acrobatics and the principles are absolutely at play here. Okay, so sight, an important part of twisting, stiffness, important part, shape, and maybe speed as well. So it's very, very important that we remind ourselves of those four principles of acrobatics, but also respect the fact that forwards and backwards twisting will happen from these pillars as well. And therefore, it goes without saying that if these pillars are compromised and they haven't been taught with sufficient quality or consistency, then the actual twisting is going to be uh, difficult as well. So it might be that you're seeing um, you know, low twists, early twists, uh, loose twists and things like that. That all might be a result of a poor layout somersault, either forwards or backwards. So bear that in mind as well. The most important foundation here will be your six pillars of acrobatics. Okay, so I've got to bear in mind there's different ways of twisting, particularly when we're talking about floor and we're talking about vault as well. The athlete can twist from the hands, which we'll see on vault, or they'll be twisting from their feet, which could happen on a floor, of course, and a beam dismount, say. Okay, and whilst the mechanics of the skill don't really change or the principles, there might be, of course, some slight differences in the way that we approach teaching that. Now, I'm going to really start with looking at floor, backwards twisting, and, 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 uh, and forwards twisting, and then look at vault as well. Because most cases, pretty much all cases, you would have taught your athletes how to twist backwards first, away from the vault, and then you'd be, just be transferring it. That certainly helps the process. So let's start with, with floor, shall we? And in particular, looking at the, the backwards twists. Okay, first of all, um, 
I certainly respect and understand that there are, are so many different options and methods for twisting. And that's why it's just so confusing. You know, I often have coaches talk to me and say, you know, my mentor told me to do this or I saw this. And, um, you know, there could be seven or eight different types of twists, whether, you know, both arms pull at the same time. One leads very deliberately before the other. They go to the shoulders or down to the hip. The arms are straight or bent. One's above the head and one's not. There's just so many different avenues and different options. So I completely can appreciate how twisting can seem like a really overwhelming topic. What you've got to remember is that you don't need multiple ways of, of teaching how to twist. You can just use one or two. Um, I say one or two and you'll see why in the next few slides. But ultimately, you've just got to choose which method works for you and your athletes the best. And I'm going to share what I believe is the um, simplest approach to teaching backwards twisting. I'm biased to that because it's the approach that I use, but I, I do believe it's the one which is um, least tricky for us to understand as coaches, as well as the athletes, of course, too. Okay. And a lot of the work that I do around the world, working with federations and you know uh, national team training camps and things and education stuff is all about simplifying this overly complex sport. It really doesn't need to be that complex twisting. Okay, so uh, I'll just show you the options that I like to use. Now, ultimately, it doesn't matter which option you do use, they're all going to share the same principles. You know, there's a, a couple of different ways of creating twists. You've got um, a tilt twist, which is when you're shortening one side of the body to increase the acceleration of that side. You've got a torque, which is when you're kind of pushing off the apparatus with uneven weight distribution, which which sort of encourages you to move in, in one direction. And you've got a hula or a cat twist, which is one that we see a little bit more in the forward action that I'm going to show you later on. Ultimately, it doesn't matter which twisting method you use, they're just following the same principles. And in many cases, you're going to be using all three or certainly two of them. Torque twisting and tilt twisting will almost always be at play when you're twisting on the floor and vault. Okay, you don't need to get overwhelmed with uh, the biomechanics of twisting, but just understand that ultimately there's an uneven weight distribution. Most of the time we, we push off one side of the body in order to move another. And by shortening one side of the body, it accelerates that part. By shortening one side and then wrapping the arms, we accelerate it even further. That's just how twist is created. Okay, so again, like I said before, the most important thing that I believe you can do is keep it simple. The simpler this is as a process, then the easier it is for your athlete to, to pick it up, to, to adopt it. And uh, I guess I've written three things here. So keep it simple in your approach. Use cues. I'll talk about those in a moment. And just be patient. I, I talked about in the previous session, the add-on approach, which is, oh, you can do a layout. Let's do a half. Oh, you've done a half. Let's try a full. Oh, you can do a full. Let's do a one and a half and so on. And it shouldn't necessarily be like that because you've got to allow time for athletes to become coordinated, to have um, practiced but consolidated, if you think back to the pyramid of preparation. Okay, so they really understand um, the skill before adding the next layer, because ultimately that's when they can get a bit lost, a bit confused with how many twists they've done, um, often known as the twisties. And we want to stay away from that, of course, as much as possible. Okay, so when I'm talking about cues, um, what I'm talking about here is using uh, either verbal uh audible or um, physical cues to determine when the athlete should be twisting. Okay. And I'm going to be sharing those in a few slides because it's easier for me to talk about those when you actually see the exercises themselves. Okay. Now, um, 
The approach that I'm going to be showing you today mainly is to teach a full twist with straight arms, just up to a full twist. I don't teach beyond that uh, with straight arms, but for a layout, a half twist and a full twist backwards, I'm very much a believer in using straight arms and the arms will stay directly over the top of the legs. So um, it won't be a wide position. It won't be a down to the side position. It will just be both arms coming up, both arms coming down and a drop of the shoulder, which might later adapt to both arms coming up, one arm dropping slightly earlier than the other one to, to, to help the twist. Again, I'm going to show you all this on videos. Don't worry if my explanation is not helping. But what we're not doing is lots of fancy things with the arms. No, like one, two actions and wraps and pulling in and giving ourselves a cuddle. That's all going to happen a little bit later on because we want the simplest approach to begin with. Now, the other benefit of teaching with straight arms is that it really develops the athlete's understanding of how to tilt. I mentioned before, tilting is shortening one side of the body to create twist. Okay. And by not using the arms, by not using the arms, by wrapping. Okay. Well, what we're really doing is making sure the athlete really has a great understanding of the effectiveness of tilt and dropping the shoulders. So if they can do a full twist just by rolling the shoulders and the hip, then wrapping the arms at a later stage is just going to make it effortless, particularly when they're doing a double or a two and a half or, or something like that. So my step is, or my stages are straight arm full twist and then bend the arms a little bit later on when they've got an understanding of, of how that tilt is working for them. Okay, so the um, other thing we've got to consider is exactly what the application of this twist is because there's lots of skills on floor which are backwards which could involve a twist. Um, but the most important separation that we've got to think about is, is it a twist or a takeoff that goes up and lands? Or is it a takeoff that goes long ways and rebounds and punches? So, for example, is it like a double twist, double full, up and landing? Or is it a one and a half walkout or a one and a half punch full or something like that? Because then the twist just has some changes and certainly some changes in the approach to the direction of the takeoff. If you want to hear the rest of this lecture, you can access it on the SHIFT website. The 2023 SHIFT Symposium runs from Friday, June 23rd to Sunday, June 25th, where you can learn everything you need to know about gymnastics medical care, gymnastics coaching, and gymnastics strength and conditioning. So don't miss out. Head over to shiftmovementscience.com. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to that episode. I hope that you really enjoyed it and got a lot of value out of it. I just want to let you know before we sign off here that a couple things we'd love for you to do. So one is please just make sure that you rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you're listening, because that really does help the episode grow quite a bit. And then second, if you really enjoyed this episode, we would love if you left us a review as well and told us what you liked about it. You know, what information was useful, what things were not useful, would you like to know more about, what guests do you want to have on in the future? And then also as you kind of go about your day, if you found something really useful, just toss it up on social media. We love to hear from people on Instagram or Twitter or, you know, all the different websites that they're using for social media. Facebook is great too. But yeah, let us know what you like, because honestly, the podcast comes from people who just tell us what they're finding useful. And that's how we create the next set of content. So yeah, tag us in the podcast or tag us online, whatever you're doing it. And uh, let us know what you think. Thanks.